0: The reason is because they're not thinking about it deeply enough, and they they believe that this bill will prevent abortions. Correct. Bottom line. They think that that is going to be the end result. The end game is that there will be more babies born, fewer aborted. And that's just not true. There's not evidence of that. And... William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast.
1: Alright, so I'm I'm two beers in. Or I'm on my second beer. You are still on your you're halfway through your first one, but it's a high. Quality beer, you yeah, got there. It's high octane.
0: High octane. The APV is is three times your your Miller Lite. But thank you for you're... buying all the beer for us. <laughs> I'm drinking like a hobo. You're drinking like a snob. That's right. <laughs> and I'm I'm feeling superior. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I Dave, teased.
1: yeah, Dave. Let's. Uh, we just talked some about the. Um, uh, ve- um, vaccines and masks Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. But I also want to talk about this, this law that was passed in Texas Mm -hmm. about, um, about abortion. Uh, we had an episode earlier about abortion. You and I are both passionate about abortion, but we, we don't really fit well on the political sides of pro-life or pro-choice, both Mm -hmm. of which I think we said are are very poorly named pro-lifers. I don't think are that pro-life and pro-choicers really, I don't think are Mm pro-choice. Um, we talked all about that, but
0: man, this Texas bill is crazy. Now the Texas bill is preventing abortions after heartbeat, right? Which would be what? Heart eight? activity. So eight weeks, six weeks, six weeks.
1: So if you can detect some sort of electroactivity in the protoheart mm-hmm. region. Uh-huh. Because at six weeks, they don't really, there's not really a heart, mm-hmm. and to say you can detect a heartbeat is a little bit disingenuous, but there is a proto-heart there that does have electric right. uh, pulse to it. And so okay. when you can detect that, which is about six weeks, and the thing is, lots of women don't even know that they're pregnant at that point. hmm Yeah, so it bans all abortions from six weeks on. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want abortions. We've said right. that a bunch before, and right. if you're interested in, to hear more about that, go back and listen to our uh, long and detailed- um,
0: Yeah, we did a pretty good comprehensive podcast it got on great, abortion. It got great feedback, too. From what's happening in the p- various procedure options yeah. to- yeah, um, Politically, and, and yeah, what's so, going on uh, historically, and all like that. Right. Yeah. So the argument is that this is going to um, make abortion essentially illegal, and that is not dealing with the driving force or pressure that a woman Correct. feels uh, to get an abortion. Yeah. And that we really need to deal with that as well. That's what I think. And I think that's yeah. what you think as well. Yeah. We, we definitely need to do something more than just outlaw something that will go underground. Yeah. Um, it will continue and could be, could be worse. Yes. Um, and I, I think the last I read is that there, the, the federal government is suing Texas. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, uh, over this bill, uh, of course, I we want we want abortions to stop. Yeah. Right. And and what we're saying now is that simple legislation is not enough. Right. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't be opposed to legislation, but in a vacuum where it's not supported by um, by support for women. Yes. Um, and all that goes along with the social programs to to help women uh not only raise a kid but but decide if they want to put that kid up for adoption or all the pressures that they're feeling economically and yeah. so forth if, if you're not going to deal comprehensively with it right uh as we mentioned in the last episode you're going to have trouble yeah that's right so uh yeah, it's very interesting this will this is
1: going to be a great test case although not one that i would ever wish for but a great test case to see um as best as I can tell from looking at the data, that, all, that lots and lots of little restrictions, little by comparison to this one, um, have had no impact on the number of abortions in Missouri, in Florida, in Mississippi, in Texas, in uh, Louisiana. Little uh, incremental changes to restrict abortions at abortion clinics or to uh, shut down abortion clinics have had little to no impact on the number of abortions. Mm-hmm. This is a massive step. I mean, it's just a cliff where all abortions after six weeks are banned. That's almost all abortions. Mm-hmm. Very few abortions happen before that. And so is this actually going to have an impact on the number of abortions? I don't think so based on the evidence,
0: but it'll be interesting to see if it does. Yeah. Do you think it matters when the abortion is done? Does that, does that no. change anything for you? It doesn't. And
1: we've talked, well, it doesn't change anything. Uh, depends on what you mean. From a moral standpoint no ethical mm-hmm. standpoint no
0: okay, so let me let me press just a little bit yeah so if the if the brain waves start at eleven weeks, so i'm not the heartbeat is not as as uh pivotal to me as the brain waves, yeah, I mean, I think the brain the thinking the the cognitive processes that's I think is more vital, okay, that's eleven weeks, yeah um if you have a genetic individual, we call it, right, mm-hmm. that's that's my terminology mm-hmm. for uh, you have you have two gametes, male and female, they come together, they form the chromosome set for a, a human being yep. that has never existed before, will never exist again. You have right. a unique set of DNA right. that will program that unique person, yep. a genetic individual. If you destroy a genetic individual, which happens all the time in yep. in vitro fertilization and yep. other mm-hmm. IUD usage... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is that the same as destroying a baby in utero that is thinking?
1: Let's uh, all all of the those uh, in vitro fertilization and IUD. Let's throw that in the hopper. We need to talk yeah, about we do. that. We need, we need to talk, need to talk about, about those. that. So let's set that aside. But I definitely want to talk about that. Um, is it the same morally? I think it's the same, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Uh, well, I'm, I'll very briefly because I yeah. think I went over this quite sure. a bit in the in the other uh, episode. And that is, it's. we don't know when a person becomes made in the image of God, and I don't want to make that decision. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You say that it's important when the brain starts uh, thinking... And it may be because you're super smart, and you, you think about, you know, the brain as... I'm not necessarily saying that, by the way. I I'm, think therefore I, I, I be am. be playing a little devil's advocate here. Okay, I'm just trying enough. to get you to, to verbalize something. So, but others would say it's when the blood starts flowing, and others would say it's when the heart starts beating, and others would say when you start take your first breath, which is going to be outside the womb, because, the, the, you know, breath is super important to life. And so, when is it? I don't know, and I, w- I, w- I would like... To, anyway... We talked about that a bunch, yeah um, so that's that 's where I am, so even at six weeks I want it i don 't I don't like abortion, but i 'm not sure this bill helps for lots of reasons mm-hmm. um, already, I know that lots of women are going across the border to Mexico to mm-hmm. get abortions, um, and the wealthy women are going to go just to another state to get an abortion it 's mm-hmm. harder for poorer women uh, to do that, so this is uh, more. Uh, taxing on poorer women who are going to do it um, it's it's a real issue from a legal perspective let's I wanna uh, there's lots of perspectives here from a legal perspective this bill um, what it does is it says that you can sue in civil court not criminal court which is how abortion you know mm-hmm. that's how they've been going after it. But So it's, it's not a crime. In Texas, here's the thing. In Texas, it's not a crime to have an abortion after six weeks. It's not a crime. It's, uh, but it can be uh, brought to trial in a civil court. And what it says is that, and this is the innovation, no one's ever tried this legally before. No one's ever tried this legally. It's a, like a loophole almost or a new way of mm-hmm. thinking about this, is that uh, anybody in the state or maybe in the world, I'm not sure about that, uh, or in the country, but anyone in the state can act kind of on behalf of the child and not press criminal charges, but press civil charges against anyone except for the mother. They can't press charges against the mother. But anybody who would help her in any shape or form to help her with his abortion. So that's the mm-hmm. abortion doctor, anyone who works in the clinic, the Uber driver who drives her to the clinic and didn't know that's what she was going for, uh, her pastor who said something in a sermon one time that, lent, that, that uh, had her move toward abortion in her mind, any of those people can be
0: sued by anybody. Well, th- the fact is anybody can be sued by anybody at any time. No, that's not true. And and it, no, it is true. You can always file a lawsuit about you can all file kinds of stuff. It might be thrown out. It'll be thrown out. But you can always make an effort at it. Correct. So
1: it'll be thrown out all the time um, if you don't have standing. If you're not the one who's injured, if you're not the one who's injured, that's called standing in the mm-hmm. law. And so if you don't have standing in this case, then the judge is going to throw it out immediately. What this law is saying is everyone in Texas, or maybe it's the country, I'm not positive, everyone has standing Mm-hmm. Every single person has standing, and what they say is if if you can show in a court that this person has helped with an abortion, then that person who helped you, helped with the abortion in whatever way their pastor their uber driver their doctor their nurse the the lady who answered the phone um that person owes you ten thousand dollars and legal fees okay and so all these abortion clinics are scared to death to because what's to to even test this out because the way it stands now is if an abortion clinic provides an abortion everybody in Texas has the right to sue that abortion clinic and every one of them gets $10,000 from the abortion clinic and all their legal
0: fees paid. Wow, I did not know that. That's that's, uh, that's definitely a shutdown. Right? It's a total shutdown. And yeah. so
1: Uh, this is totally innovative in the history of of Western civilization law. Mm. Nothing has ever happened like this. Nothing has ever happened like this, which is why when it went to the Supreme Court, they took it to the Supreme Court just to say, hey, listen, this is an unconstitutional law. Um, This should be a criminal situation. I mean, that's what they're going after. It's not a civil thing. It's a Mm -hmm. criminal thing. Um, And these people don't have standing. This concept of standing has been, you know, if if I see two people having a fight and one person, you know, steals something from the other, I can't sue in that situation. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have standing. Only the person who suffered damages can sue. That is Western civilization law history. For sure. And. Now this is saying no. We're up. We're we're changing something completely new. So when it went to the Supreme Court, that uh, what they were trying to do really quickly. It's not a full hearing. It's just a really quick. It's called a shadow docket. And they said, just Supreme Court, please say that this is out of bounds and put a stop to this until we can review it and have a have a have a much larger discussion about whether this is constitutional or not. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court decided not to put it on pause because. In a decision six to five, uh, so split, but six to five, saying, yeah, we're not sure who even we can talk to about this. And so they didn't rule for it. They didn't rule against it. They just said, we're just not able to, because no one's ever seen this before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they just let it go into place. And so, they, yeah, they didn't rule for it. They didn't rule against it. But someone somewhere is going to have an abortion. They're going to have the entire state of Texas sue them and then that's going to go to the Supreme Court as to whether it's, uh, and almost certainly the Supreme Court's going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. They're going to because uh, whether whether I like it or not, or you like it or not, or anybody likes it or not, the Supreme Court
0: just has to rule on what is law. Right. And the law is that people have a right to an abortion. That would that would set a precedent that anyone who is speeding, correct, could they could pass a law that that any citizen can sue someone who's speeding because they're endangering the public let me tell you what's Um, what's more scary
1: for people is that uh think about new york state the state of new york which is you know much more liberal and texas is very conservative saying anyone who owns uh, a handgun can be sued oh you have a right to your second amendment rights but we're going to restrict that down to it has to be a 22 rifle. That's the only thing you can own, mm-hmm. and then anyone can sue anyone if you have, if you own anything other than a 22 rifle. There would be civil war. Yeah, but yeah. Th- this opens up the why the would they do that? Why wouldn't they do that? It's crazy. Okay, that's now, crazy. So there's it. It makes no sense legally, right? But. If this were to go in place, if I don't know who was behind this, and it's got to be conservatives in um, the the uh, Texas, mm-hmm. you know, state. Um, if if this went into place the way they think it will, imagine how people are going to be suspicious. This breeds suspicion of each other. You know, as this law was going into place, uh, as it was about to be signed, it had big. Um, Publicity in Texas. It wasn't so much big here where we live. It was big publicity in Texas, and there were people who were um, going in mass to Planned Parenthood to get abortions, and there were people there protesting those abortions, uh, and they were going uh, because there were so many people. A lot of the Planned Parenthood clinics were open up late at night, extended hours, so that to to handle all the people who needed to come, who wanted to come, and so. Protesters would come late at night and shine flashlights in the car to see who's there. To see who's getting, who's, who's there. Now, we don't know what they're going in for, and most of what Planned Parenthood does is not abortions, but they're starting that's the, that's the level of suspicion is, who can I sue? Where can I get my $10,000? Yeah. And so it is-
0: A litigious nightmare. Oh my goodness. A greedy, nasty mess. Think yeah, about that, how, that's not Does gonna that work build
1: out. society, or does that tear apart yeah. the
0: fabric of society? Ugh. Yeah, it, that's that's a very odd bill. I did not know that. Um, that does not make any sense to me. That just violates, like you said, the very foundation of law. Correct. I'll tell you who I think does have standing. Who's that? That's the father. Okay. Um, I think a father, you know, say- Who would not want an abortion. Yeah, say mm-hmm. your wife gets pregnant, and she decides to have an abortion- I and can understand that. I think you have standing to sue. I have that is your that's your child that she's putting in a dumpster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and maybe other family members, grandparents. Um I could see some but it would be to the to it would be to the person yep. who who uh had the abortion and it would be to uh directly related. Yeah. But but anybody that's yeah, nuts.
1: Anybody. Anybody can sue. Yeah, it's really it's it's bizarre. I don't know what they were thinking to do this. Um, there are conservatives I've heard that consider this to be a political win or a cultural win. Yeah. And I just, it's, um, okay, now, when you talk about, and I think it's terrible, it's not a win. It's not a win for those They folks. think,
0: the, the reason is because they're not thinking about it deeply enough, and they they believe that this bill will prevent... Abortions, correct, bottom line, they think that that is going to be the end result. The end game is that there will be more babies born, fewer aborted, and that's just not true. There's not evidence of that, and you know, I think American
1: Christians, maybe evangelicals, what they like is to feel like they that they want to be on the side of what's right and moral
0: without having to sacrifice anything and this is a way to do that mmm. This is a way to do that. You know, on the, on the converse, uh, there are a lot of, of my liberal friends really pressuring the vaccination for the sake of, of yeah. safety. But they also believe that a woman has a right to terminate a child's life. Right. It's completely contradictory. Right. So my body, my choice. Mm hmm. Unless it's
1: a vaccine, unless then it's a we vaccine. need to mandate that you get one <laughs> unless it's a, an abortion, yeah, and then we're going to say you can't, and so not that those are completely equivalent, they're not right. completely equivalent, I get that um, for sure they're not uh, completely equivalent, but it is it does go to um, the hypocrisy, we're all hypocrites, I get that, yeah, I get that when you say standing, the person who really has standing is the baby, yeah, and I Want to say that I this is the one thing about this bill that I'm completely sympathetic toward. Completely sympathetic toward everything else is crazy. Mm-hmm. Here's the one thing that I'm completely sympathetic for there's no one to represent the baby in this situation, yeah. And we need someone to represent the baby, and there's just not a legal way to do it, so we need to break the legal precedents mm-hmm. and
0: rules. In order to represent the baby, let me tell you, this is whole not state the of way Texas, to do it. Yeah, uh, this is not the way to do maybe it. Maybe the justice department or something, but but individual citizens in the state of Texas, are yeah. you sure about that? Yeah, that's yeah. that is absolutely Anybody out of control. To go, I need my ten thousand.
1: Well, this is if I mean, if I if I imagine the world where this actually exists, there are going to be people who uh, make their living by going around and yeah. investigating, and that you know ten thousand dollars. That's yeah. a good. That's a good for chunk every, of change. for
0: everyone involved how many time- how many times do you for yeah for everybody involved, so for ma- each abortion, it could be multiple ten thousand dollar tickets for each person mm-hmm,
1: yeah, yeah, what in the world kind of yeah, that's crazy, and it could be more than ten thousand it's a minimum of ten thousand somehow i don't know I don't know how a judge makes those decisions, mm-hmm. but theoretically it yeah. could be more than ten thousand,
0: but just to clarify, if someone is uh enraged who's in the conservative. Right and thinks that we uh, are for abortion. We are not. And Go we back and listen we want to, that. to yeah we want to protect babies absolutely.
1: I I will do everything I can to protect babies. Yep. And the thing is, I don't think this will do it. I think it has the yep. opposite effect.
0: This is this is the and the mothers by the way and mothers yeah.
1: And I think this is going to hurt mothers. It's going to hurt society. And it's not going to protect any babies. It does only bad and no
0: good. This is the age old political battle where you think if you win politically, you win. And that is not the case. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. But, but the can, issues are more complicated than that. I can understand why a particular abortion clinic is going to say, we don't want to be the ones to try this out. Yeah. I can see them shutting down for sure. Oh, and they have. Yeah. By all accounts that I've seen, reporters, like, yeah, abortions have stopped in Texas. They've stopped completely. Yeah. I say they've stopped. Legal no, abortions. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they have not stopped, but they're not having any abortion clinics. Right, they're happening somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and that's awful. All right, man. So I am almost done with my second beer. Yeah, I'm past that. You, you are. Yeah, you're a little ahead of me. You yep. got about a third of a glass there. Yep. Uh, I got one more beer after this, and we'll have with the same alcohol content. That's right.
0: I didn't have much for dinner, so I'm uh, I'm feeling this. Are you feeling it? Um, I mean, I, I, like I said before, if I'm going to drink alcohol, I want to feel a little something. Sure. Or I don't see the point, but I don't, I never. Yeah. But I'm asking yeah. you, are you feeling something? I feel a little a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. do too. I, this That's is, not much. yeah, this is a sweet spot. You know, the this edge is, is yeah, off. I'm too. happy. I'm this comfortable. Is spot. Yeah. This is Maybe what alcohol is good oatmeal, for. Cream cream pie. It. Yeah, it is. It's totally time for an oatmeal cream pie. And you know, th- this is why, uh, people who don't drink now, if you don't drink for health reasons, alcohol is a carcinogen. Um, it is; It can be addictive. You need to be careful, of course. And so there, there are other reasons to not drink. But if your reason is that you think that God is opposed to alcohol. Oh, um, come on now. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you want to address that for just a second? Jesus,
1: his first miracle was turning water into wine to save mm-hmm. a party.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he drank wine and it wasn't grape juice it was alcoholic and yeah, we yeah. have different words and one of the words in the Bible is it, it's a word that means strong drink meaning alcoholic right um, there, so there's an argument that said that, that Jesus didn't drink wine he was drinking non-alcoholic kind of grape juice grape fruit juice. wine but there wasn't a way true. to to um, uh, to keep grape, grape juice um, fresh right. you know yeah, in, <laughs> it's not possible since the common era and through the middle ages you know people I'm going to have this oatmeal cream yeah pie. yeah People drink ale more than water yeah, because uh-huh. water gave you dysentery and right. other problems. It it, the water wasn't clean. And ale fermented is, you know, it, it's clean. It's mm-hmm. safe. And so mm-hmm. uh, people were drinking fermented beverage, I mean, all the way back, and Jesus drank it and he turned water into a fermented alcoholic wine to save that party. And there are there are proverbs about this. And um, now, uh, you should not be filled with... With alcohol, you should not be a drunkard, you should not be a brawler, you should not be a mean-spirited person. Some people use alcohol as an excuse to dissociate and to um, uh, be selfish, to harm their families, to avoid working hard. Um, But hey, if 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 you got all that stuff in check and you want to take the edge off a little bit, that's perfectly legitimate. Absolutely. Absolutely. When was the last time you had a beer? Uh, probably over a week ago. Yeah. So
1: yeah. you're not something that somebody who just depends on it for life. Right. You're not trying to drink your sorrows in it. You know, um, drown right. your sorrows in it. I'm not either. I haven't had a beer in a long time before this. Uh, so it's the same thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't even
0: remember when it was. It's been a long time. Yeah. But we enjoy it when we get it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Here with a good friend, having a good conversation, and having a good beer. You're having three crappy beers, but I'm having a good one. I'm enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? I am. That's it. It's time for oatmeal cream pie here. Yeah. Let's clean out the colon. Clean out the colon. I've heard you in the past use the term evolution. Okay, evolution. Yeah. That you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so shifting gears now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, talk about it. You uh you have said that you believe evolution. I and do. I'm not sure I know what you mean by that, so I want I want some clarity. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So do I believe evolution? Uh Yes and no. It depends on what you mean by the term. And I got to be careful right. what I talk. When I talk to someone, it really depends on who's listening as to whether I believe in evolution or not. Sort of like when we, you and I use the term evangelical. Are we evangelicals? So, well, it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Okay. Whether I'm an evangelical or Okay. Not. Okay, so now that I am recording this for posterity for all time, yeah. <laughs> right, and anyone can listen to me right now. Yeah,
0: on the internet for on the all internet internet to hear. For all,
1: for all to hear, and I have no idea who's listening to me. Right. Uh, and you're asking me, if, do I believe in evolution? <laughs> okay, listen, uh, here's what I think. Uh, microevolution, no clear. No, no question. It's clear we see it um, that uh, various species evolve and you got different uh, I agree' let's, talk, let's tell people what microevolution is. Uh, so microevolution is um, where uh, y- we can see that through uh, multiple generations there are mutations that allow uh, for two populations that were genetically um, one species to, to separate so that they can no longer um uh reproduce together. And so the two different species then. And we okay. see that. We've seen that plenty uh in in the in the time that we've been doing science. Um uh, okay.
0: I'll 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 permit that for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> well that's microevolution. Micro I would say microevolution um is that there is a a ancestor that has all of the gene potential. Okay. And that through certain pressures in the environment, mm-hmm. um, and breeding and so forth, mm-hmm. um, certain genetic information is lost, and um, that allows for other genes to take front stage. Okay, and that when you get down the line and you have what appear to be two different species, mm-hmm. um, you have uh, you have the you have a loss of genetic information. Okay. Not an increasing amount of genetic information. Okay. So that, uh, like we breed dogs, mm-hmm. we took a, a wolf or a wild dog mm-hmm. and we have bred them to uh, Chihuahuas and Great Danes mm-hmm. who would no longer breed. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, you could, you, they're, they're both dogs and they could sure. be bred. Um, but you can see just in a few, a few thousand years, uh, what has happened is the Chihuahua has lost... The genes for large dog, right? um, And large dogs have lost the genes for small dogs. Sure. Um, And if you took a bunch of Chihuahuas, I don't think you could ever breed them back, um, or put certain environmental pressures on them and produce a wolf again or some Mm. wild dog like you know that we started with. Right. I don't think we can go backwards because they have lost that genetic information. Okay. And so I think that's very different Mm -hmm. than uh, than the current evolutionary thought that genetics are are growing more and more complicated. And so you could take a couple chihuahuas and you could turn them into who knows what, given enough time and environmental pressures. I'm not sure I, I'm i buying that. So when I say microevolution, I'm referring to changes in species, like horses used to be little and now they're big. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a snake that didn't have a particularly toxic venom that got marooned on an island and it developed a very toxic venom mm. uh, because it had to survive that way. Um, that trilobites have the little uh, eye stems that got longer and longer and longer Mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. Um, Changes, we clearly see. Yeah. Um, What's happening in the genetics, I think, is still debatable. Okay. Um, And neither you nor I are geneticists. That's right. (laughs) That's right.
1: That's right. Um, I I think that uh, the larger things take more time, for sure. Larger changes take more time. Uh Yeah, there's no question about that. And so, and and uh, based on what we see in geology and other uh, dating systems, we do seem to have a lot of time here in this world to right. be able to create those changes. Yeah. Um, and so, do I believe in evolution? Microevolution. Uh, we have slightly different definitions of it, but okay. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Maybe they're
0: not too but far off. But we're going to both agree that we yeah we, we, see see mi- we see microevolution that's pretty quantifiable and measurable and. Uh, yeah we have good evidence of that that 's right yeah yeah
1: and i uh and I think it 's extrapolating from that and some evidence um in in the in comparing um the genomes of different animals uh-huh. that it it sure seems that that uh macro evolution is also true and i i don 't know i think that 's something that we have to be. We don't know because we haven't observed that
0: exactly. And macroevolution is, for our listeners.
1: For, okay, so it is it, taking the microevolution and then extrapolating that over to millions of years and saying that the, the diversity... Um, so that so that humans and chimps had a common ancestor. Right. That's the idea. Okay. Um, or that, that the, the various primates had uh, you yeah. know, a common the, ancestor. At or, least the
0: five great apes were, all came from one ancestor. Correct, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: okay. So, um, and, and the similarity in the DNA... Um, in, in seem to indicate so there are good reasons it's not a, uh-huh. it's not just a pie in the sky kind of theory right, there's right. good evidence for it um but is that possible i think so i don't see any reason not to believe it from scripture and i see a lot of good evidence to see it from uh science mm-hmm. on the other hand we have never seen that we've never seen anything like that yeah. on the other hand we wouldn't the theory says that we wouldn't see anything because we just you know we don't have that we haven't been recording things for long you're enough. you're talking
0: about billions of years, sure. our entire history possible. is just a punctiliar moment right. in a long, long line of... Yes. Yeah. It's, but it's a theory for which there is
1: an enormous amount of evidence. On the other hand, um, it, there's no uh, observable or repeatable evidence. Mm-hmm. Well, observable. Yeah. We observe genomes. We observe, you know, there, there are things that fit into that. Th- there's a lot of things that fit into that theory. And then we discover new things, and those things fit into that same theory. Yeah. And so, in that sense, but, but we haven't actually watched, the, you know, uh, large classes of animals uh, devolve into other classes.
0: Right. Yeah. So do you believe there was an Adam and Eve?
1: Yes, of course. Yes, and, I do.
0: And they had a common ancestor with, a, with the other great apes?
1: Uh, that, I'm
0: a, that's possible, I think. Although, Uh
1: God certainly formed uniquely Adam and Eve. And they had genes, and what genes were they? I'm not sure exactly. Uh Uh-huh. But they had genes that look like other apes. No question about it.
0: So are you, would you say that there were, that all of humans came from two, Adam and Eve? Yes, two individuals. Because, you know, typical, uh theistic evolutionist mm-hmm. will say that there was a a, a population of people from 10,000 to sure. mm-hmm. you know 300,000 individuals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sort of evolved around the same time yeah um and that adam and eve were elected or selected to be god's people yeah. representative among all the other peoples of the earth right um and so you you disagree with that
1: um i'm not sure
0: yeah I'm not sure. Here's what I know.
1: Fair. God, I mean, we weren't there. I right. wasn't there. You weren't there. Yeah. But uh, I do know that God specially created Adam, specially created Eve. And marked them out specially. Yeah. Uniquely. And and gave them something that no no other animal on earth had. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where did they grow up and then he did something to rearrange them and to put give them a soul or to what I I don't know. But there was some special creation of Adam. Mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah. Even the scripture says it came from the dust when nothing else, he just spoke. Everything in the world was spoken into existence except for Adam and Eve. They both were created from stuff that was already here. Mm-hmm. That's Genesis 2. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know what that means exactly. Except for I know that the Adam and Eve, I believe that Adam and Eve were unique creations in part because... Uh, and and that they are not um merely um uh, like a representative uh ancestor uh-huh. or something um but that he was an actual living person because in uh, the book of Romans chapter 5 uh Paul argues that we are either in Adam or in the second Adam namely Christ and uh-huh. so to have if Christ is a real person then i think Adam needs to be a real person as well
0: yeah yeah um so who did who did uh who did Cain marry? That's
1: a great question. I don't know. <laughs> okay. There's another I like one. your answers. I don't know. I don't know because yeah. it doesn't say. <laughs> uh-huh. It doesn't say.
0: So it, if if Adam and Eve were the only two humans, yeah. then he married a a relative, a sister. I assume so. Um but I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah. If uh if Adam and Eve were somehow elected as God's representations among yeah. yeah. evolved people groups. Yep. Yeah. Um, then he could have married into one of them. Theoretically, yeah. I suppose, but uh-huh. then
1: that person would be something less than human.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, these are difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I currently um, do not hold to macro evolution. Okay. Uh huh. Um, but I'm not afraid of it. Sure. Because of what we said earlier in the in the podcast, yeah. I don't believe God's ever going to contradict Himself between special and general revelation. Mm-hmm. But just because the scientific community says, oh, this is what happened, this is what happened, I say, okay, um, I'll hold that with an open hand, and I've heard your point of view, and I've looked at some of the science, not all of it. And maybe uh-huh. if I looked at more science, I, maybe I would change my mind. I don't know. Um, but I have no reason currently to believe in macroevolution. But it, here we are at the cliff of our ignorance again. We we get here, which is good. Um, we get to a point where we say, okay, now we're going to start talking about stuff maybe we don't know enough about. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose that's true. Well, I, I think, I think we, we probably cross that, that line all the time. Yeah, um, and that's okay. Because, you know, yeah, which is fine, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we're just having conversations here. Uh, we're not and, claiming and, to be experts. And
1: part of it is that we're struggling to, to understand. And, but I think we're both, I don't know, we've expressed here anyway that we're both pretty humble in holding our views. Yeah. Yeah. This is an open hand kind of thing. This is yeah. a worth discussing kind of thing. Hey Dave, I saw a news article recently, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. Mm. But I want to tell you about something I saw on the Babylon Bee. Oh yeah. that, that prepares for this actual news article. All right. Okay. All right. You know the Babylon Bee. You sure know what do. that is? Yeah. Yeah it's it's like the Onion. Uh, it's, no, it's It's a Christian it's a satire. Fake, yeah. fake news satire site yeah. of Christianity. Okay. So back September twentieth, two thousand nineteen. Okay, September twentieth, two thousand nineteen. The Babylon Bee had this story. Ken Ham is at it again following the success of Ark Encounter. The good folks at the Creation Museum have broken ground on their newest brainchild, the Tower of Babel. All right. Quote, everyone loves seeing Bible stories come to life, said Ham, CEO of Answers in Genesis. When we sat down to brainstorm what to do about it next, we asked ourselves, what did Noah's ans- descendants do next? They built a huge tower. And this, of course, uh, is in." excluding Ham's failed project at the Table of Nations, which was literally just a big table with names of the nations written on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) How big a table? I don't know. I mean, it's a joke, right? Whatever. (laughs) Um, uh, Later on, the article quotes Ham. Not really, of course, but this is the joke. Uh, God really blessed the ark, so we can't wait to see what he's going to do with this one. Heaven's the limit. (laughs) for the tower of babel yeah, gotcha. the heavens the limit. heavens the limit um the big see. old ziggurat the the uh it goes on to say among other celebrities the lord himself actually showed up to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built and it goes on and on it's hilarious okay so that was 2009 september 20th, uh, september 20th 2019 fast forward to this summer a couple weeks ago July 7th, 2021. Yeah. This is in the Associated Press. Okay. This is actual news. A Bible-themed attraction in Kentucky that features a 510-foot-long wooden Noah's Ark is planning to begin fundraising for an expansion. Hmm. The Ark Encounter said Wednesday that it would take about three years to research, plan, and build a Tower of Babel attraction. Okay. On the park's grounds in northern Kentucky. Uh, a release from the Ark Encounter Park said that the new attraction will, quote, tackle the racism issue, end quote. What? By helping visitors, quote, understand how genetics research and the Bible confirm the origin of all people groups around the world, end quote. No other details were given on the Bible, on the Babel attraction or what it might look like. And it goes on from there. That is bananas. Wow. is This is going to be out of stone? Like... I don't know how event? they're building it. Um, they're, they're gonna, well, it says that they're just getting ready to raise money so that they can uh, take three
0: years to research, plan, and build. So I don't think they have okay. exactly designs this yet. This is impossible. But we're talking about the ancient world who built the pyramids. Right. We're talking about big blocks of stone. Yes. That we don't even know how they moved them Correct. or assembled them. Correct. Uh, this would cost a fortune these days. Have you been
1: to the Ark Encounter? I have not. It is a two-scale arc that is mass. I don't know what it costs, but costs apparently these people can overcome. I mean, you uh-huh. see this thing from the highway as you're driving, yeah. uh, and you're not even close to it. You got to go multiple exits down, and you see it already. It this thing is massive. The arc is. Uh-huh. I don't know how much money it's going to cost, but it, they may be ac- may actually be able to do it. Stone. I don't know.
0: As high as they can build it. I don't what, know. Is it going to be a skyscraper in Kentucky? They
1: may they may build
0: stone in the middle of nowhere. Um, they may. Uh, Who, who's going to be uh, supervising this? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not handle apparently. Kind of, what
0: kind of building codes they're going to follow? Huh? Okay. So the other thing about
1: that, of course, is they they are going to take on the racism issue. Mm. That's their quote. They're going to take on the race. This is how they're battling racism by building the Tower of Babel again.
0: Yeah. Can I speak to that, please? Um. This so, is crazy. <laughs> this is. I have a little bit of a different take on the Tower of Babel. Okay. Um. To me, the story, although it doesn't say this, I, I'll omit that up front. Okay. It, the text doesn't say this. Okay. But I, and it's this so is, this, this is my eisegesis. Okay. This is what I'm bringing to the text. Yeah. Uh, given the context in history. Yeah. Uh, giving all of history as, yep. a, as a backdrop. Yep. I believe the Tower of Babel largely is a story of oppression. Okay. I believe that the people who were in charge, who are trying to make a name for themselves, yep. were building this massive ziggurat yep. out of um, the, not like this cheerful... Uh, happy, a bunch of you know the seven dwarfs going on. I ho, I ho, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, off to work we go. Let's sure. let's build this great temple to honor ourselves. Yeah, um, I I just don't see that in any other place in society where all of society is building a monument to themselves. Right. What I see are uh, an oligarchy or people, uh, whoever's in control, whoever has the power enslaving and enforcing people. Yes. Whether it be, um, through some sort of religion, like the, uh, the mounds in, uh, in Illinois, what is called? Chohokia. 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 I'm going to go with that. Okay. We might have to edit that out. Um, (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I've been to them. I've seen them. I've yeah. climbed them. Okay. Uh, they, were, they were built by baskets uh, of mm. dirt. Mm. Mm. And, I, and when you stand on them, you're like, who in the world would do this? Yeah. Um, but it was largely driven by a religious idealism. I see. So I think the Tower of Babel largely is about um, uh, people making this, this giant tower yeah. at the expense of the workforce yeah. that they might be honored yeah um and it was not and it was' an honoring to God sure um now again, the text doesn't say that. I'm just looking at all of history from the the massive structures in Egypt and so forth um and and the nature of man, yeah. to say that I think that's probably what was what was going on.
1: Oh, I don't think there's any question that that's what's going on. It's not the only thing that's going on, but that's that's huge
0: so and that that is certainly related to race, yes um, since oppression and racial lines have always kind of run together all over the world, not just yes. in America. Yeah. Um, that is a, that's a big issue. Huge. Um, so if you're going to take the kind of young earth, uh-huh. um, they certainly do. Yes. Then, um, I'm not sure that it answers the race issue either because, um, the human genome would not have been so richly expressed, um, as it would if there's you know thousands of years of humanity. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think that the idea that this is going to to tackle the racism issue
0: is completely nonsense. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, because I think they're going to have this idea that they were all one um, happy family building this big tower together. Oh, I hope not. And uh, and they were the races were all kind of getting along. And um, I, I just I'm not sure that's what. I would see in history uh, that, you know, uh, again, admittedly, I, I can't prove that from the text. I have to turn to history to help build that argument. Sure. Sure. But well, the text isn't exactly, it's not a long text. No, it's it's very not terrifically textually. clear. It's a few verses. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are so many things that they could be doing to tackle the race issue. Right. This is not going to help. Right. And this is going to be
0: horribly expensive. Yes. Probably unsafe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's really. We should we should take a we should do a deep dive on the on the Ark Encounter at some point because I I went one time and it, it was pretty bad, it hmm. was pretty bad. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff over there, um, in lots of different ways. I I gotta, we're gonna stop there. I sure hope that they don't finish this project. Um, but if they do, we need to make fun of them some more because. This is really silly.
0: And the Babylon Bee and its prophetic voice right. called this a couple of years earlier. A couple years ahead of time. And Maybe that's what gave him the idea. Um, oh, man. I, I think, it, you know, in the off chance, in the very slight chance that Ken Ham is listening, I would, <laughs> I would humbly offer that all that money could better serve race relations in a different way. Yeah, and if you want to educate people about the, the all of...
1: Uh, humanity is one race, or or that we're brothers and sisters in some way,
0: there's a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. The Tower of Babel is a story of of people um, separating. Yes. And being driven apart from each other.
1: When they built the Tower of Um, Babel, things went really bad. They were already bad, uh, but humanity separated. That's not what brought people together. That's what separated people.
0: And of course, Acts we see the, the uh, Pentecost yes. um, and them speaking tongues. We yes. refer to that as like a, um, a uh, redemption of the Tower yes. of Babel. That's like right. Through the gospel message, that's right. the races do come together. Yes. Um, now, maybe he's wanting to implement that as well—that the reversal of the Tower of Babel at Pentecost, the gospel going out to all the languages of the earth, bringing people back into one humanity under Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I hope that that's the case. preach. It will, and I hope that
1: that's the case, but from going to the Ark Encounter, I think it probably won't be. I don't uh-huh. want to be too negative, but man, they missed the boat, so to speak, oh, uh, boy. on the Ark Encounter. That's it, bad. It's <laughs> really, re- okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe I missed the boat too. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of understanding uh, redemptive historical uh, themes, that it, it's just it's not there. Hmm. It's not there. Anyway, uh, I thought that's funny, and we'll stay tuned to see if yeah. We can build another Tower of Babel.
0: Hey, this is Dave with the Hopper Podcast. After recording this episode on the Tower of Babel, I remembered that the text said that they learned how to bake bricks. And so they probably didn't use stone. Or if they did use stone, they doesn't say that in the text. Either way, uh, I think my point is valid. This would be costly to reproduce. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to The Hopper Podcast. Hey, what do you think about origins in the age of the earth? Let us know. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at
0: gmail.com. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Join us next time when we will discuss the yearly invasion of pumpkin spice. That's true. It is a yearly invasion. I don't like it. Yeah. If you've listened this far into the show, you obviously love the show. You can support us by parasailing with the Hopper Podcast official
1: swimsuit. Or you can just subscribe or follow. And if you've already done that, think of
0: somebody that you know that would appreciate this show. Share the Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is brought to you by the good people at Gomer's Roadside Bank.